So I think uh, changing gears, let's look to 23 because um, 23. I think uh, all those that are super serious are looking at the next year, even two years down the road and uh, trying to, you know, cook up the books and figure out what's going to excite you next year. What's going to uh, bring some success, hopefully. And, and um, I love this time of year because I love researching things and I love figuring out and, um, you know, there's all, every year there's, there's areas I want to look at that are new. Uh, I, I do. I love going back to the old haunts and I forever will give them a break every once in a while and then go back a couple years later. But there's, there's new States. I've, I've not done, um, a ton of, I can't say out of state cause I've done a couple of out of state hunts, but I haven't done, like I used to do Nevada and Colorado and, um, all these other places. I haven't done that in a while. I've been racking up some points and just kind of holding on to these, oh, uh, over the counter tags. When I say racking up points, I mean, like I've got three or four now. So I feel yeah, like I could, I can get you in a lot. I can get you in a lot of good places. I feel like I could do a pretty good Colorado or, or whatever now. Oh, yeah. Um, last time I was in Colorado, I, I drew it with one point and, um, had a great hunt. It's an early archery hunt. This is prior. This is, uh, back when we were hunting in, in August and had a great hunt and figured I, I kind of assumed after that hunt that I'd try to get back every year, but there's, there's still a lot of opportunities out there. And I just happen to live in a state where I can get an over the counter mule deer tag every year. So there's that. And, um, I have a hard time sometimes breaking free from my home state to go look at these other ones, but I'm kind of, um, you know, with a few points banked, I'm looking at 2023 differently than I have the last couple of years and, um, looking at going back and trying some new places, new units, uh, going to some other States, doing some state hopping. So what are you, um, what are you doing this time of year to kind of cook up your books for the calendar? for 23 so yes so like you said app season is the most exciting time of the year i will say it does get me just as excited almost as preparing for a hunt like that week before you're getting ready to go that's the kind of feeling i get obviously not as high of a feeling as on the hunt but it's right there yeah and i really do think everything you do right now even though you might be like you know, I just got my butt kicked on a couple of mule deer hunts. And so I want to maybe think mentally, I should take a break, but like, this is a time of year. I think if you do everything right now, all your steps, like try to do all your research right now, try to pound everything out. Like you have a big chunk of time. Where there's nothing going on right now. This is the best time to be sitting at a computer, reading some books, I don't like pulling up biology reports, diving into everything you can, jumping on the phone, talking like this is where you can set yourself apart and find a little hidden gem right now. Mm-hmm. don't wait for that week before the app season for a new state. And like, Oh, I haven't done my research yet. I got to jump on go hunt and do a quick research. Like, no, you can do a lot of things right now to set yourself apart. And even, even jumping into maps and looking at maps right now. Like, I, I, yeah. That's, that's what, what I was going to say. I, I feel like I almost look at uh, maps more now than I do just before my hunt. Um, maps are everything. Because right that, that that's going to determine like, how the country looks. Um, that's going to get me excited about the area to even apply for the tag or go to this, even an over-counter unit. Um, and you know, I feel like research season is the time to really scour the maps and kind of look at, you know, is this, is this even a place I want to apply for? Um, and 
and I'll be honest, yeah, I, I think I, I think if I did the did the numbers, ran the numbers, I'd probably look at maps more here in the next two, three months, more than I do even July and August um, ahead of the season. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a common thing that people think app season is just numbers, it's just reports. It's just, you know, like we have a great system with filtering 2.0 and draws. Like it's you can do a lot right there. But like when I get down there and I'm manipulating manipulating filters, I'm trying to find a new area in a new state, and I get down to select a handful of units. Sure, I could I could look at numbers. I can look at you know what what that area has in there based on all the data that we can collect from a state. And data is powerful. But at the end of the day, that unit says it's forty five percent public. I want to know where that forty five percent public is right now. I want to jump in there. I want to look at that thing in 3D. I want to look at every little ridge line, where all the access points are. I want to know how that unit compares to that unit. If I'm going to burn some points or go on an out-of-state hunt and take some vacation time, I can't just go off of, yeah, this, this unit is great, has great harvest success. I need to do other work as well because I want to know everything about that unit. And that's why I lean on the maps right now mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. I'll even drop waypoint. I'll even drop waypoints right now on units. Be like, yeah, this looks like a good ridge line. It might not even apply there, but it might be beneficial to me later on. But like, knowing what that terrain looks like because I have a certain style I like to hunt. Like, I don't want to, you know, what if I looked on some numbers and everything looked perfect to draw this tag? I could pick it up, but all of a sudden I look at the map after I draw the tag and it's all timber. Like the mm-hmm. whole entire thing's just dark timber. As a mule deer hunter, what I how I hunt. I'm going to not like life at all. That just you know, it's all dark timber. There's really no place to glass yep. at all for me because I love glassing. And so that's why I think you have to look at maps in the combination with all those other tools. All these other tools are great. We mesh them all together. And that's where the secret sauce is. Like yep. that's truly where you cut your teeth on doing your research every single night, checking out some new areas on a map and then definitely leaning on draw like draws and filtering 2.0 kind of stuff is super important. Mm-hmm. But I like, yeah, that's, I like leaning yeah. on those maps a little bit. So my process is that I, I go to the insider, I go to filtering, I, I roll through some things. Um, and, you know, public land is one of the things I look for. Um, kind of ease of access is a, is a big one for me. I like trying to put myself in places where animals are a little bit unpressured, I guess, like you. Yep. Um, I'm looking for trophy quality in the area um units that uh have areas where they can just grow old and die and not not get killed every year you know um so i kind of run my filter through that and it's at that point when i neck it down and i i grab a handful of units and i'm like okay these ones excite me these ones have a history of you know if you want to put numbers to like 170 plus bucks um okay so that's that's one of the things i'm looking for uh, the amount of public land, it's another thing um, I'm looking for. And then once I get this handful of units, that's when I go to my maps and I'm looking at, like you said, exactly what you said is, well, uh, yeah, there's a lot of timber here. I, there's just, this is just not the country for me. This is not uh, like Plains country isn't my cup of tea, heavily wooded, air, wooded areas, not my cup of tea. You know, sometimes you got to be careful you know, time of year as well. Some of these, some of these areas, they might have a, a pretty decent success rate, but it's, it's dependent on the year, weather dependent. Um, when those animals are coming out of that timber and they're dropping down into the private stuff and the low country. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, 
I think you got to look at a lot of factors and that's why I go to the maps and look, um, I'm doing all things 3d and looking at everything, trying to get the best picture. And that's how I narrow down like what unit I'm going to actually apply for. Cause the last thing I want to do is just go off of numbers. If I just go off of numbers, this, this, this unit may have some monsters in the past, but maybe those bucks came, like I said, off private down low with weather, I, I probably am not going to be too excited about applying for that unit. For, for a total example, just the other day, one of my friends was asking me about how I use maps to apply. And he had said, I, I have this unit picked out in this state. Can you help me a little bit? See if it's going to be a good unit for me to apply for. Because he's been building points up for a little while and he wants to make it a good hunt. So I, I looked at, you know, filter 2.0, I looked at some draw stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, you could draw this tag. Like, I don't know much about it. Cause I've never had this point level to try to draw a tag like this before, because I turn and burn my points as much as I can. So I walked him through, like I said, like overlaying that public land right now on the map. But I was like, ah, right, you want a later season hunt. You want one of those rifle hunts that could be, you know, snows could be migration thing. could be a little, getting things a little bit ruddy. So I, I can see where that public land is right now. And I was like, have you ever looked at the herd migration data that we have? He's like, no, we have that. I'm like, yeah, we have that. And so I start overlaying the like winter concentration areas, severe winter areas on top of that public land. And I was like, all right, this is what you need to look for right now. If you look at that public land and all of a sudden you turn on those severe winter areas and all those severe winter areas are down low on the private, that could be a sign that, you know, those deer is going to bounce down and gonna hang out in that private. You're going to miss out because that public's a little bit higher up. The deer are going to migrate all the way down. So that's one of those hunts that might be better for early season. But as you get later to one of the later seasons that you're looking at, you're going to run into access issues. But I'm like, luckily in your unit, I can stack all those migration layers on top of each other and they're still overlaying on that public, which makes me think in my head that could still be a good hunt and those deer aren't going to just dive down to, to private. And he was like, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. And it's like, that's why using maps right now to apply. Now he's really excited about it. Now he's going to do more homework and look at mm -hmm. some neighboring units, but he's like, has a different thought process of how he can go about applying. Because he has all the data. And you overlay all this other tools and then now the light clicks like, ooh, this is gonna be could be a fun hunt. And I can start planning stuff. Yeah. No, that's a that's a huge tool. Um, so uh let's take filtering 2.0, for example. Um, when Brady yep. Miller goes through it, starts scrolling through, what uh what are the top few pieces that you're um putting in to uh look at units that you're that you're wanting to uh, to grab? I know you're not a big points guy, you're looking for low point units as well. Um, yep. I can say, oh gosh, um, probably 99% of the hunts I've ever drawn, um, have been, you know, four and under points. I did draw a unit that's been a while way in the past that I had 15 points. Um, it was my old state of Washington. I drew this tag. The only reason I got to 15 points is because Washington had this really cool little thing where if you catch a poacher you get 10 points right and oh, uh geez. and i had drawn this other unit um prior with a couple points and uh, some guys came on and poached this buck and um and i watched him so i i called the officer and he came up and he ended up snagging him i helped him snag him the next day and they knew what they were doing too um and that officer made sure he threw 10 points my direction. So I had, now I had 15 points instead of five. Um, so I drew the very next year in a unit that I probably would have never drawn. And, um, 
And that was my, that was the most points I've ever had built up. Um, literally 15 deer points, which was That's nice crazy to think about, but outside of that, most of my, um, most of my units have always been like one, two, three, or four right in that range. And, uh, I can't say, I think I've got a couple states right now that I'm a little bit above that. Utah, maybe. Um, yeah, you got, you got to have those dream states where you carry yeah. points because you're doing other things in the meantime, but you're, what you're doing right now, have your hunts, but you're setting yourself up for future success as well. Yeah. Some of those dream tags might be a dream and take you a long time, but at least you're planning yeah. for it. And maybe you could eventually burn them on a lesser unit, but like you have a plan in place at least. Yeah. I, I, I would love to hunt Utah someday. I just don't have time right now. And there's all these other things I want to do. So I'm just throwing a point at, at Utah these days. And eventually one of these yeah. years I'll, I'll decide to go give it a shot. But, um, most states, you know, that I'm serious about, I'm, I'm going for kind of, um, low point units, um, yep. one to four right in there. So what are some of the tools that you're using? What are the, some of the numbers that you're throwing into filtering to, uh, kind of figure yeah, out so, the perfect hunt for Brady? Yep. So like you just said, I don't, I don't carry a lot of points in most states cause I turn and burn. I'd rather hunt now, learn about the animal I'm hunting every year I don't, I sit on the bench and don't go out and hunt is a year off my life that I won't get back. So like, I like burning points. Everyone always makes fun of me all the time. I go, Brady strategy is just to turn and burn them. But it's like, well, I can get tags in my pocket and yes, these areas are quote unquote easy to get for a reason. They might not have the high deer densities. They might not be a greatest seasons, but at least I'm hunting. And some of these States, you really can throw pins at the map and you can probably find some deer on normal years. Mm -hmm. Not like we just experienced. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's like, I'd rather be out there hunting because you know, some of these units, they still can have big giant deer. You know, I've, I've done it before. And I'm going to keep trying to do it again. So like right now, though, it's a weird year where I really have to just start over. I don't have a lot of points in most of these states that normally had at least one or two points and I have to switch it back and forth. Like right now I'm at a tough position because, you know, I, I drew quite a few tags the last couple of years, but I still can find a lot of stuff on filtering 2.0. Everyone says there's not a lot of opportunity in the West, but there actually is when you look at it, like you can find lots of opportunities in these states. You just got to be willing to jump state borders and check out other areas or check out new units. And so right now in filtering 2.0 for me, I'm looking at every single state, jump into filtering, go right to mule deer, might bump that little trope potential around like maybe 170, somewhere around there. I try to go up a little higher, but then I realize those can be high point units sometimes. And I dive down into public land. I really work on the public land percentage because like I said, I want to find units that have a lot of public land. But I also quickly jump over to maps and I want to see where in that unit that public land lies. And if it's going to be decent public, I don't want it to be, oh yeah, that unit's 60% public, but it's just this arid, dry desert with nothing on it. And that's all the public land in the unit. Mm -hmm. I can all the, all the deer get killed in private. So I look at that right away as well. I don't really put a lot of effort or thought into harvest success. Mm. I, I think it's just because years of hunting and knowing that I'm willing to do things that might seem crazy to a lot of people or in my head, I'm even think it's crazy. Like I will work really hard to try to find a deer. So if that harvest success might be a little bit low, I might think in my head, all right, what was, these are easier to draw tags. It might be someone who, you know, just hunts it every single year. Maybe they know it really well. Maybe they're holding out for a giant, not going to pull the trigger, or maybe it's people aren't just getting in the back country and they're just, the harvest success is low for whatever reason. And, I'm just thinking in my head, like I could probably do a little bit differently than maybe someone else. Not to say I'm the best in anything, but like in my mind, I could just 
I don't lean on harvest success a lot. If it's gonna if it's gonna drop off and tank mm-hmm. from like a high percentage down to like from forty five percent down to like a ten percent on a rifle hunt, mm-hmm. that might be alarming to me because something else could be going on biologically with the deer, and that's why there's no one's killing an animal. So are you looking at the trends? Um, I'm looking at, at I'm, all. Tr- I do other look at trends. So like I said, a trend like that would scare me because something is going on besides for hunters just aren't killing deer because if they go from a high percentage all the way down to a low percentage, maybe I can look at those tag numbers as well. Maybe those tag numbers in that unit are skyrocketing because mm. the state might be doing a different management plan. They're trying to manage and knock a bunch of deer back because the whole CWD thing that everyone keeps be worrying about. So they're giving out way too many tags. And that's putting a lot of pressure on the deer. And then harvest numbers are just tanking because they killed a bunch of deer the year before. And now it's getting worse and worse. So I'll look at it in that sense of trend. But I don't like just a year, a year over year look mm-hmm. when they just, when it's, you know, I don't look at that a lot. I don't put a lot of weight. Cause there's, there, there's kind of a couple different trends that uh, you can look at, I guess, in filtering even is, um, yeah, number of folks applying for a tag. That's, there's going to be a yep. trend there, whether it's up or down. Um, obviously if it's, it's up, you got more people applying generally year after year, your odds may not be what you think they are to draw that tag Mm -hmm. and then success trends. And, and I'm with you. I don't, I don't do anything with that tool, with the, uh, success, the odd, like, I don't put it at, uh, I gotta have a 40% success rate for a unit. I don't, I don't put a number into the success rate. Um, and I too, I guess I just feel like every most of these units there's there's gonna be um a buck somewhere and i don't need to see 10 bucks a day i just need to see one um you know on a 10-day trip so a lot of times too i will if the state does have really good data i will go up at the top and filtering once i kind of get some of my filters narrowed down a little bit i might go and sort by a a male female ratio so buck doe ratio Mm mm-hmm just to kind of see what I'm looking at in some of those numbers. I'm not, you know, every state manages differently. So those numbers could look totally different in one state compared to the other, like a 15 to hundred buck dough ratio could be phenomenal in one unit in one state. And another state would look at that and laugh, like they manage for, you know, 25 and up. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't put a lot of weight in that either, but I, I do look at it because I want to kind of see, you know, cause that's based on that's straight biology numbers. Obviously those are extrapolated, but it's a good number to look at as well. That's to, interesting. Yeah. I, I can't say that I've used buck to doe ratios um, when applying for mule deer. Now I can say for elk, if applying for some elk hunt wherever, um, I absolutely look to bull cow ratios a lot. Uh, yep. That is night and day. Some of those units, I mean, gosh, you can find units. You got 40, 40 bulls to every hundo cow. So those are units yep. that if I can get a tag for, I'm going for it. Um, yeah, I haven't done it as much for mule deer. I feel like, um, you know, when we when, when I go out, I'm looking for that one, one deer buck and, and, uh, it could be a very low, you don't need a ton of bucks. Yeah. You don't need a ton of bucks. Um, I don't need to see, you know, 25, 30 bucks to every hundred does, but, um, and it, it feels as if sometimes those older crusties are in places where it's a pretty low buck to, doe ratio for some reason i noticed that yep. back in uh back in washington as well so, so that's why when i'm looking at this stuff i'm kind of looking at stuff i'm trying to manipulate my filter to look at stuff that other people aren't looking at mm-hmm. because like if you if you say take those filters and you're like oh yeah 
that uh, I can crank that trophy potential to 190 or on like elk, I can go all the way up to whatever three, 390 inch or 400 inch bull. Like, okay, sure. Everyone else can see that same data. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can see it all. Everyone can see it. So what you got to think about is the underlining data that people just overlook. How can you, how can you find that? Well, like I said, you can look at those trend numbers, harvest success. You can look at the trends in, uh, you know, just how many people are applying in those units. Is it going up? Is it going down? Like all those little pieces right there, you're just adding in that little piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. that someone might not look at. That's why like, yeah, trophy potential at 160 even can be great sometimes because again, absolutely, that's a that's going to be a great deer and there's obviously a potential for higher and you start looking at, you know, the unit it might be a great unit for you. You can glass it, you can check it out. But then one of the other, the biggest things right now, since I'm starting from scratch and I have to look at some of these new units I've never been to, we're actually, we built this really sweet tool on Go Hunt that we're getting ready to launch. I've been using it a lot lately and I think it's going to be pretty cool when we, when we drop it. So now we have the ability in filtering 2.0 to save units. So being able to save units. So once is, you like- Is that the hunt planner that's- Yep. that's the planner. It's a little bit teased yep. on the we, site we, right we, now. We've been te- if we can tease it, you can find it if you if you look hard enough. But we haven't yeah. like publicly, you know, said, "Hey, this is this is launched." We're still uh, working on some things to make it, you know, add a few other features right now. But it's live right now. So if you don't feel looking two point you'll see there's a save button. Okay. So what you can what you can do is you you say you say you manipulate those filters. You found a, a unit. You don't have time to research or you accidentally shut down your computer and go back to it. All those filters that you had before are now gone. You have to remember, like, what did I have that filter at? What state was that? What unit was I looking at that struck me as really important? Well, now you can click that save button. It's going to pop up a little screen. You can now add add that saved season to a hunt folder. So a hunt folder could just be like, hey, this is my 2023 mule deer plan, or this is my 2023 New Mexico mule deer plan. And you can start saving seasons to that folder. And then you can jump into hunt planner. And now you'll be able to see all the seasons you saved. I can be like, well, I want to rank those because now I found out something like that that unit actually is better. I don't want it to be ranked unit one, two, three, all the way down. I want to rank it specifically. So you can actually sort those units to rank them for your personal, whatever you saw that was excited, excited you. Underneath every unit in that season, it'll show you all that same information, buck doe ratio, public land percentage, harvest success. But now also you have the ability to drop notes note i saw that 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 yeah so you can you can put all your own information into this description that uh, that you have yeah. yeah okay i can i can be i can be like well yeah i was at uh you know this hunting show and i bumped into a guy who said he had really good intel in this unit and gave me his phone number well i'm going to put that in my phone but i'm also going to you know jump over here and be like hi joe over here you know said something and said something about that this corner of the unit i'm going to make a note in that in, in a hunt planner so I'm going to start adding a bunch of notes as I start building it out. Or maybe I look at some other data on maps and that excited me. I want to drop that in here. So I can drop those on every little season level. And then I also can drop notes and just on the main hunt planner thing as well. And just like dive into everything I might want to see. Because I always used to do this on like a Google Doc. I would take a unit. I would take all these numbers and write down what I'm seeing in the trends. Like, oh, yeah, trends going down. Harvest success is going up because they're giving less tags. So now I'll take that information that I see. And I might write that into the notes as like a, a thing that just clicked in my mind right away or for a future reference. Just basically I'm puking on the screen of all this information in my head because I want to remember it later. So now I have these like four units I want that I have in there, my hunt planner, and there's a little link below it. That's a, the coolest link ever. We actually like didn't think of this at first, but like it says like 
explore was it explore seasons or find seasons but there's a, there's a hyperlink in that season if you click that it's going to jump you back to your filtering 2.0 with all your same filter results gotcha so it'll so now it remembers you had buckdo rate or you had a trophy potential at 170 at harvard success at 28 percent, and you had public land at 45 percent. it'll take you to that exact filter results now you can jump back and like do your research a little bit quicker hmm. yeah i could see it be a real help like you know let's face it I do a lot of my, my research at like between 9 PM and midnight, you know, yep. day is done, girls are asleep and I just hop on the computer. Um, some nights you don't get that much time. So I could see a big value in, um, you know, every once in a while you'll come across one of the, one of the, uh, unit descriptions or something in there. They're like sexy as all get out for a meal there. And then you just save it, boom, toss it in the planner. And then later, you know, you'll, you'll remember that I've, I've been guilty of forgetting about things that look good to me in the past. Nope. And, um, and then you can kind of, it sounds like it, you can kind of compare and contrast, like contrast, like some of the, maybe you pick out five that you've got saved in your hunt plan, or you can kind of go back and say, well, now I, I got them narrowed down. Let's pick between five and let's, let's really be able to dive into each one and see which one's for me. Yep. And there's even a compare feature in that too. So yeah, you can see them on your hunt planner, but you could also, check those units and then click compare. And I can see a side-by-side -side view of all the columns of data. It's just another way to quickly see it. So you're not jumping into unit profile, jumping back out of the unit profile. It's like, see what you want to see, see the nuts and bolts, see what may, might make you decide to lean one unit compared to another unit. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be a really cool feature. And it just, it, it, uh, it opens, I'll always say it opens the door for some other things that we, uh, we got in our little back pocket that we're working on with this tool too. So it's just it's just a uh, a tipping point of what uh, what's coming as well. But I'm excited for it. It's something different. Something people have been asking for a way to save units, a way to compare units, and so that's the beauty of you know being online. We can add these cool little tools that might just help someone out. And I think it helps a lot of people too who are very new to this. Yeah, you jump in the state, it's over. It's overwhelming. Like I could I could you know I I lean on draw odds a lot, the standalone draw odds page, but most people might lean on filtering 2.0 because I'm just in this data so much. So now with Hunt Planner, it allows you to literally just plan out your Western hunt. If you live out East and you want to start doing this, you can literally create as much folders as you want, start dropping that data in there. And then you'll, mm -hmm. you know, just, you can even drop links in there. Like, oh yeah, I was reading this app strategy that Trail wrote and it really good. I'm going to copy that link so I don't remember it. Yeah, I can bookmark it, but who knows where your bookmarks go on your computer, you know, but you know they're going to be in Go Hunt, so you can drop that hyperlink for one of the app strategies and put that. That's in cool. Like you want to reference that again. That's huge. Yeah, that's big. Cause you guys got a lot of articles now. You guys got a lot of like strategy articles. Um, oh yeah. Nice to be nice to uh, keep on to a few. Yeah, that's another thing I should probably speak to is um, I know every my old brain doesn't keep track of how every state works um, year to year. I have to re up on. You know, the application process is just, you know, it can blow you away. It can be intimidating, especially for people that are new. Um, so I know, I, even though I've done this a lot of years, every year I got to re-up like, okay, so Colorado, that's this process. This is how you do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's one really cool thing about the, the strategy articles that you guys do. You kind of break down each state and how this application yep. Uh, process works in this state to this state to this state and folks they are drastically different these days um and they're changing by the year so you really do have to keep up on it you can't just assume even if it's your home state i mean 
state of Montana, they change every single year. So if I yep. do this year, what I did two years ago, it's different. It's changed. Um, so definitely nice to just kind of re up on all that pertinent information to where you're applying. And, um, I know you guys have done really good trail. does a lot of stuff in you as well to kind of, um, just kind of catch people up on the process. Yeah. Cause like I said, every year it's different. Every year the state might make some different changes, or maybe you assume that the bonus point period for a certain state is this date. And all of a sudden the state decides to change it. And, you know, like all that information we put in those articles and those are, those are, those are kind of our babies. So we, these are the articles that are locked down to insiders only like, yeah, on our website, you can read a lot of free stuff and get your information you need, but this is the stuff that's juicy mm-hmm. that we have to keep kind of locked behind the paywall for insiders. Cause like I was, I was working on, you know, when trail wrote the Wyoming elk one recently, and I was working on that super late at night, I started scrolling through it. I'd message trails like trail. You realize that thing, I think it was like 19 or 22 pages long, just one article. Is that that long and in depth, like twenty two pages? Yeah. So you think of all the time he put into that. And Trail Trail's a guy too who could rattle off stats like no one's business because he he loves it. Mm-hmm. But every year he says he learned something new by working on these articles. Mm-hmm. And if Trail says he learned something new, I want to know what Trail learned that was new. And he puts it in an article because yes, we do do this every single day, and I do see some data points sometimes that are super cool, or you know, state changes something, and I'm like. You know, I really want to get a tag there. If I tell everyone, everyone will know about it too, but I am morally obligated myself because I want to help people out. So that's why these app strategies are not going to tell, like blow up a spot and be like, everyone apply here, but it's going to give you the tools you need to hopefully put a tag in your pocket that year or down the road to make you a more successful hunter because I just want more people out there hunting. And so that's why these app strategies, like when you dive into them, there's little hidden gems in there. I'm not going to oh, yeah. blow up an area but we're going to give you all the information you need and help you decide like, well, what's a, what's a preference point compared to a bonus point system? Like, how does that work out? Like mm-hmm. stop applying for units. You're never going to draw on your whole entire life. Cause you don't understand how, what a preference point system means. You're just thinking you're going to draw that tag in Northwest Colorado for elk, but really you're not going to draw it till you're 200 years old. The way a point system works. Like, yeah, that's why all that stuff gets really in depth on, on how the draw system works, little tips and tactics, what's, you know, what's trending maybe, or mm-hmm. how to beat those trends by looking at some of those tables. Like we have a lot of tables in there. You look at them, you're like, oh yeah, that, that unit looks great. But look, look down a little bit deeper. And there's those, again, those hidden stuff that's in the middle that people are overlooking. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's, there's a few things I know. Um, embarrassingly, one of the things I probably use the most is, um, you know, I always go to the application dates cause I can't keep them straight. So yeah. I, I, I hit, I go to the, go to the strategy articles and, and then I go to the, um, the application process dates. Cause it, those change, like you said, every year. So I re up on what's coming and you guys have them laid out. Like this state is next, this state is next, this, you know, yeah. by the dates of the year. And, and so, um, you're not going to miss one, um, which is another nice thing. I, I, I was, I was looking at the other day and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like build out my whole editorial calendar when we're going to launch these app strategy articles and that sort of thing. And this year it was what we do every year is there's, I think there was 55 total application strategy articles coming out in 2023. That's 55 of these 20 plus pagers mm-hmm. jam packed full of info because we mm-hmm. break them down sometimes by like Wyoming elk is one article, maybe another state we might do 
mule deer and elk to group together, but it's not just like, here's Wyoming, here's everything. And that's 20 pages of all Wyoming species. There's a lot of species in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. You break them up individually and almost all these articles are 20 plus pages. And you think when you read an article that's 20 plus pages, if you read all 55 of these articles, wherever it is, there's probably gonna be some nuggets in there. And it's probably gonna help you research overall, not just in that state, but it might make your brain just think differently about how you approach your strategy when you use filtering 2.0 or how you yeah. use draw odds or how you use maps. There is some good value in a state, even if a state you're not looking at applying in, like, you know, like look at, just read it and read how that draw system works, see how that impacts you. That way, when these states might look at changing something down the road, like, hey, we're going to take X state, New Mexico, we're going to add a bonus point system to it. Mm. Right now it's a random draw. Like, mm-hmm. then you're going to have an opinion on why that might not be a good thing. And then you could, re- you know, relay that information to the state and then you have a value of opinion. So all these things could like play off in the long run if you just know how states work and start learning every different system. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. Um, One other little feature I should probably throw out for guys that don't have insight or whatever, they don't know exactly what we're talking about until they get in there and dig through it is um, I think it's a feature you guys added last year. So the ability to point track. Oh yeah. Again, Point some guys, some guys are great at running spreadsheets and they got all this information in their computer. Right. I'm not that guy. Like I got to go back every year and be like, dang it. All right. I'm going into Montana fishing. How many points do I have for blah, blah, blah. Well, now what's cool is you guys keep track of it. So all I have to do is enter it into point tracker on the insider. And you got my points sitting right there. So I know how many mountain goat points I've got and how many elk points I've got. And, um, that's pretty slick. It seems simple, but it's huge. It makes my life a heck of a lot easier than having to go through and log into my account and look at how many points I have for every individual species. It's, yep. it's a pain every year. And we, we, we that same pain point is what we dealt with for a long time. Like Lorenzo, you know, he's a super smart guy. I give him a lot of credit for being so smart and everything he does here at Go Hunt, but he keep, he kept all his points in a notepad. Hmm. And I'm like, what happened? Like all his hunt research before was a notepad. I'm like, what happens if you lose that scratched napkin paper that you had all this data on? Or where, like, how do you find that every day when you go home? We're like, well, well, it's in a folder. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not that type of person who's going to keep a notepad next to me with this important hunt research. So all my stuff's like on Google Sheets back in the day or Excel files. They're backed up in different email accounts. And so I make sure I never lose them. Mm. So we're like, this is silly. We have to bring all this stuff together. Like there should be no way, no reason that you have to use different source or napkin to write down all your information let's put it on the website and the coolest thing about point tracker because it seems simple like you said but all those points in point tracker automatically roll into your filtering 2.0 so if i want to go to you know wyoming look at elk instantly it's going to populate how many points i have based on point tracker so i don't have to enter that information in anymore yeah and then also i do all my apps for my family so I have all my brothers in there in point tracker. I have my dad in there in point tracker. So I can switch over from my point tracker on filtering 2.0 up at top. You can select a user and I can go my brother and then insulin is going to populate his points. So you can manage all the points for your family really easy. Oh, it's so in slick. One spot. Yeah, it's so slick. Like it, it does seem simple, but I am so happy you guys came out with it because uh, I'm not that organized and I forget year to year. Like people will ask me, well, how many points you got for Wyoming elk? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yep. It's like I drew it like three years ago or something like that. So maybe two or three. Um, but now it's it's much easier. Like I said, I I hate going into each state's 
uh, fish and wildlife, fish, wildlife and parks, whatever into their system and trying to pull up my account it takes time. Number one. And, and, uh, and this is so much quicker. And now, yeah, I've got my daughter now, so I got to keep track of hers because I'm putting her in for some things. And, and, um, this is a pretty slick, quick way to go for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great way to, to, uh, keep things honest with some of these states too, because I have had instances before where my spreadsheet of my point total was different than on the state website. And instantly I was like, okay, did I mess something up? And I'm like, no, every year I mark down there. Dude, I, I just, when I update that. And that's hilarious. You just re- said that because I just picked up a couple of days ago. So Montana, um, oh, they, yes, they didn't, Montana. they didn't add, an elk point from last year. So I got on, I was looking at my point tracker and I was like, Hmm. Okay. And then I was like, oh. cause I went to the Montana fishing game. I was like, why? Yeah. Cause I had six points last year. So why does it say I still have six points this year? Well, there was a mix up last year in Montana. If you remember with the elk thing mm-hmm. and they didn't give me my point. And what jumped out at me was I was looking at my points on tracker and I was like, gosh, dang, I feel like I, I should have another point here um, because yep. I had, I had that many points entered in my system last year and it didn't re-up and add another point. So um, that saved me because somehow it got yep. missed and um, mistakes happen. Mistakes happen. And yep. they'll be the first to admit it as well. Like um, something in the system got messed up. All your other points, you know, you got from moose to goat to deer, but the elk one for some reason didn't get added. Yeah, it's funny you brought up Montana because I recently had a conversation with them as well. And I had already updated my point tracker because unfortunately I'm a non-resident now. I'm not a, a resident. So I have to have those non-resident combination points, mm-hmm. reference points. And so I, was, I looked at my account online and I was like, wow, it shows that I don't have a non-resident preference point. I know I bought one last year. I did not go up to Montana. So I just bought a point. I should have one preference point in my account looked at my folder of all my apps because I have screenshots of all my apps. I was like, here's a confirmation that I actually purchased this point during the point purchase period. All my other species are updated except my non-resident thing. Shot them an email, had both re- had the receipt in there. They're like, yeah, we actually show you every pre- preference point. There's a, there was a glitch. We'll yep. add it right now. Yep. It was, that e- it was that easy because I knew I had all my stuff in point tracker is how I found out. What happens if I did not know that and I went to the next year and all of a sudden you I missed a whole like year? <laughs> I want to tag and I'd be very upset. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's big. And yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of forgot about it. And it just happened a few days ago where I was like, I figured that out. But um, yeah, these these agencies do make mistakes, guys. Absolutely do. So it's nice to have some some backups and uh the, the tracker helps with that for sure. So Brady, is there any is there yeah. anything else in uh, in filtering or draw odds that you're using that you feel like, I mean, you've got kind of the inside scoop over there uh, that you're using that um, maybe folks overlook. Yeah, one 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 big giant thing I'll discuss right now. It doesn't pay, pan out all the time, but it can be very valuable to look at when you're looking because I you know I just chase mule deer. I'm not an elk guy at all. Don't think about elk. Don't deal with elk. I have a lot of points built up for elk. Eventually, I'm going to go on some really good elk hunts. But when I'm looking at these mule deer units in some of these states, if there's an overlapping elk hunt that happens at the same time, a lot of states have that. Some of these mm-hmm. states are, you know, week a week-long hunt, and that's my week-long rifle hunt, but there's also an elk hunt going on. 
even though I might say, I said earlier, I'll jump into a state, go to mule deer, look at all my research on there, find out what I want, jump over to maps. I will flip that. I will go into that state, go into elk, go into the, if it's an over-the-counter season, find out if there's an over-the-counter hunt going on or find out if it's a limited quota hunt. So that way, if it's a limited quota, it's going to be limited elk tag. But if it's an over-the-counter hunt going on the exact same time my mule deer hunt is going on, I kind of want to know how many potential elk hunters have been going there year Dude, to year because they changes, have a trended number. It changes the entire season, right? I mean, how many messages have you got or seen from guys in Colorado I'll throw in there because it seems like most people yep. are going to Colorado and they're like, man, I wish I didn't know there was an elk season going on because there was people everywhere. People um, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so it's a good thing to know. Like may, maybe yeah. there's two units that you really loved. Both had the same sort of habitat, same terrain. One unit had a lot of elk hunters. The other unit, you know, the trend was really low for the number amount of elk hunters. I might lean towards that unit that doesn't have a lot of elk hunters because yeah, everyone deserves to be out there hunting. It's an over-the-counter hunt, but I just don't really want to see a lot of people when I'm hunting. And also you got to think about too, all those guys who are elk hunting, they elk hunt different than I mule their hunt. A lot of them might be on horseback. They're pounding timber. Those late season hunts, those bulls are bedding up in that timber. Like they're going to go through there and blow at all the deer that might be in there as well or near that area. Like that's why I'm thinking about that pressure that's going to put on the animals. I only have a week. They only have a week. Everyone's going to be hunting hard. So I might use that data a little bit differently just to kind of get a rough idea of what I might experience. Yeah, every year it could change. All of a sudden you can have double the amount of elk hunters in your unit, but at least you can see that trend of how many surveyed over the counter elk hunters there are. And that can really help you out. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think it gets overlooked a lot. I think I think people um, get surprised. And that's something that I've done in the past <clears throat> when I'm researching any out-of-state tag is, is looking at other hunts that could possibly be going on at that time. Because back in the day, I used to make that mistake and I didn't know there was these other opportunity hunts going on in there. And yeah, it just adds a whole new crop of people. I mean, you may see a pretty yep. dang good tag that, wow, they're only giving out five tags for this unit. And you draw it and you go in there and there's people everywhere because you didn't do the research to figure out that there's these other things happening at the same time. Um, usually it's elk and usually with elk come big numbers of people and it just yeah. changes the whole dynamic. So you went into a hunt thinking it's going to be me and four other dudes and it is the complete opposite. And there's 2,000 elk hunters and five muley guys in there. You know, I've, I've experienced it with some friends before. They had a lot of points. They wanted the best elk tag in this one state. That was going to be really great. And they didn't realize, you know, they had points for a lot of other units, but this unit had cow elk hunts going on at the same time, spike hunts going on at the same time. There's a black bear season going on at the same time. And there was a mule deer season going on at the same time. So you have all those overlapping seasons and you're trying to archery hunt at the same time. And there's all these other people going on. And how many other people here too know there's big bulls? And people like to go out and talk, take photos and call in some big bulls and just see big bulls. So you have all this pressure going on. Sure, they kill some great animals there, but that's a lot of humans in the yeah. woods on, in September that's, when everyone knows how short September is. Yeah, that's not a hunt for me. That's a hunt that I'd avoid nope. just for that, <laughs> that very reason. Uh, I like to be yep. alone for the most part. But no, that's, that's a great tip for sure. Um, hadn't even thought about that one but yeah it makes sense so um anything else i feel like we've covered a lot um a lot of the kind of the tips and tactics that we're using for uh for application strategies but uh if you can think of anything yeah, else just, 
I can't really think of anything else, but I'll just harp on it again. That's why, you know, all these tools, they can work great individually, but when you combine them all together, like we said, mm -hmm. the filtering, the app strategies, the draw odds, maps, point tracker, hunt planner, like you start adding them all on top of each other. You start figuring out how they work. This is why right now it's a great time if you're new, jump in, play around with it, figure out how it works. Because if you have questions, hit us up, like drop a mm -hmm. comment on an article, start reading even old articles. I can't tell you how valuable it is to read older articles on our website too. Like, yeah, some like there is a search bar. We're trying to make search bar even more powerful to find them. But like if you're in your insider and go to app strategies, you can go back to, I can read 2021's app strategy. I can read 2020, 2019 app strategy and just trying to see the information that might be talked about back then compared to talked about back now, how are things changed, how are things improved? Just try to keep learning. This yeah. is the time of year to learn. And I think it's you do yourself more benefit. Like, would you rather stay up at night and watch TV and not do anything? Or would you do something right now that can benefit you in the fall? I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, do things now that benefits you later rather than scram at the last minute. Oh, I need, I need to put together my Colorado plan. I have a week to go. Oh, whatever. I'm just going to buy a point. Right. Like, why not? Why not apply? Why not have a plan in place? Yeah. I mean, sky's the limit as far as how much time you want to put into um, your research. And like I use this time of year when there's not a whole lot going on to do just that. And like I said, I do, I do it late at night when the kids are in bed. I'll just put an, an hour or two or three on the computer. And um, man, I think just that little bit of extra research, um, keeping your head in the game really does set you apart in a way. Um, you're always mm -hmm. learning little things, even if you're just you're just on the maps and you're just going through and you're looking at all the 3d options for all these individual units. Um, in the end, it's, you're just, you're just building that toolbox and it's, uh, I think it sets people apart. I honestly can say that yep. for guys that, uh, that do it year round or, or take it very seriously. And let's face it, guys, there is no, I, I don't know that there's a time ever where each state is changing rapidly right now. You know, you look at what's going on out West and in all these different states and, you know, um, they're all making changes, big changes. You know, we're going to be having some major changes here in Montana. Idaho's had a, some ma massive changes in the last couple of years that have changed the game. I think there'll be new extreme changes in Idaho next year, if I had my guess. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I know Wyoming's big changes. They're, they're, it's just happening. Things are changing for sure. I think a lot more residents coming into the States, the application process is going to be changing. Um, you know, app, uh, tags are going to be changing. I don't know how much longer Montana is going to hold out having these late, uh, rut hunts well into November. Yeah. I, I cringe when I think about that changing, but most likely it's going to be changing. So you just kind of have to keep up on it. And, um, I think the strategy articles help with that a lot. That's, that's what I use them for. Just kind of keep up to date. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm biased, but like we live in this stuff every single day. I'm very fortunate to look at numbers, look at articles, read articles. Cause I, you know, I have all these freelance writers and I write myself. So I'm in it every day. And I will say like, yeah, you have to be on top of it. And that's why we, we are so dedicated to producing that information. Like, like I said, we're not going to hide anything back. Like we knew Idaho was going to make those changes. We put an article out there about how to get a tag. Mm -hmm. We knew Arizona was going to make some changes. We put an article about how to get a tag in that state. That's why you just have to be up on all these changes if you want to constantly hunt some of these states or are looking to hunt them for the first time. Yeah. Because if you're not, you're going to be missing out on some of the ways to pick up a tag. And then again, there is tags out there to be had, 
But if you're not if you're not clear on the process of how to acquire a tag, you're just going to be frustrated, and then you're not going to apply. Then all of a sudden, four years go by, and your friend's like, "Yeah, let's go to Colorado and hunt." And then you like, "Yeah, I'd love to. I have the time now. I have the money now." But you realize you didn't get a point all those years, and now you don't have a chance to get a tag. Like mm-hmm. you didn't know how that system worked. That's why yeah. if you don't jump in here right now, you can plan for your future. You can plan for your kids' future to get some tags because that's even going to be harder yeah. to get tags for for kids. So it's like you got to start doing some things now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I think that um, I think I, I've heard people say like opportunities are dwindling. Yeah, maybe in certain things, um, certain tags, certain certain units, and whatever. But I don't know about you, Ray, but I still feel like there's too much to do. Like there's too many opportunities. Oh, yeah. There's, there's so many things I'd, I, I, I'd like to do and can do, um, easily without a ton of points or just these over the counter hunts still, um, that I'm not really like bogged down by worrying year to year. If I'm going to have tags in my pocket, they are available. Uh, you put in the time, you put in the effort, the work, you're going to have plenty of tags in your pocket each and every yeah. year. Um, for the foreseeable future. So um, I know personally, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I, I feel like I half the time I'm, I'm worried about applying and drawing a tag because that's going to pull away from my over the counter tags that, uh, yep. that I have each and every year opportunities to have in any way. So I, I've had some years where I've turned in tags because I drew too many tags, which is a crazy thought to think about. Like, yeah, I just didn't, I just couldn't do justice to all those tags. Like there's so much tags out there, so many tags. Yeah. Whatever, what, what you're looking for, what species you're looking for. Yep. Yeah. I'm in that boat this year. I, I have a tag in my pocket. I, I landed a, a pretty good Idaho tag in that whole mess on December 1st that we all went through and I've got an elk tag and now I'm like, gosh, dang. I got bit by this, uh, this bug, the moose bug this year. Hell yeah. And so now I'm like doing anything and everything I can research wise to figure out ways to, um, chase moose and in, in Alaska each and every year, but not break the bank in doing it. So I am like yep. full bore trying to figure this out. And, um, yeah, there may be a chance that I'd turn that, that good elk tag back in and, um, get an opportunity to go chase moose again, but um, yeah, I've done, I've done the same thing. I pretty much own every single Alaska book that was probably ever published on like moose hunting, float hunting, yeah. trying to figure out ways to save money, try you know, uh, all I can do to try to get up there. It's like, there's ways to do it, but yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to sacrifice some other hunts too. You are, you are. That's the thing about moose. You know, it, it comes right there in the, uh, the prime time of September and there's so many different ways to do it. And I want to do them all eventually. You know, whether it's a float hunt, a drop camp on a ridge or drop camp on a lake, there's hiking areas, um, you can hunt away from the road. Um, heck, you could pack in with horses or llamas or whatever in certain ranges. Uh, there's there's a million ways to do it. And some of them are pretty dang affordable. Um, hard not to do them. Yeah, they might be not as good, but still good opportunities to kill a bull up there. So um next handful of years i'm kind of dedicating to trying to figure out the cheapest way to do it and um, yep. to be able to do it before i get too over the hill and can't do it anymore so i'll come back you, to elk someday but right you, now i am all in on this moose thing for sure you need a way stronger back when it comes to moose as well so you got to do it when you're a little younger than yeah as we get older 
Yeah, once you get over the hill, I remember those, I remember those pack scouts. Yep. What was that? I'm I'm je- I'm je- I was say I remember those pack scouts when I packed out my bull moose and it was just everything you could do to step through all that marshy stuff and just you're just hating life for a little bit. You're like, wow, these things are gigantic. Yeah, yeah, 130, 140, 150 maybe pounds on your back if you take a whole hiney. And it, hiney out, it's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal, but well worth it, man. We but, really enjoy eating this this moose um, the entire year. My family loves it. I absolutely love it. It ranks up there with my one of my favorites. Like it's a it's a unique like I won't call it gamey flavor, but it has a unique flavor. I think in in my mind when I had it. I yeah. took my bull. I don't know what it was. 20, 2013, I took my bull, but yeah, right on. Amazing animals. Well, Brady, we've been doing this for a while. This podcast, I feel like we went a little long, like we're almost two hours into this, but um, I appreciate you. I mean, I, I, on I, here I, I'm and... just getting, I'm just getting started. We could go all day, you know, right? Yeah. 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 We got to do more of these. Uh, usually I think when we get on these podcasts, um, you know, we have one topic, we end, inevitably just cut it into two parts. Probably what's going to happen with this one. But um, we need to do more of these. Probably you and I could probably talk for hours on you name it, whatever subject, generally mule deer. But um, I appreciate you coming on here and giving all your insights. And uh, man, I I don't think you're going to have another year like you had in 2022 when it comes to mule deer. I think 2023 is going to probably be a little bit different, hopefully for all of us. It's going to be a rebound year. Yep. I I feel the same way. Yeah. But um, anyways. Again, thanks for thanks for coming on. We'll get you on again. And um, I think I'll probably be seeing you here shortly. We're all getting ready to head down to the Western Hunt Expo. I'm assuming you're yep. you're gonna be there. Um Yep, I'll be there. Go hunt booth and and I'm sure we'll get to catch up there. So appreciate yep, it, man. Thanks again for having me on, bud. Yep. Thanks, Brady.